Welcome back, everybody. I'm football guy John Lee, and I go by tip and pick across the daily fantasy industry. And this is a collaborative weekly segment called Tips and Picks, produced by Rotogrinders and hosted on both footballguys.com and rotogrinders.com. Let's dive in. This week's tip, get on Twitter. By virtue of watching this video every week, you're more tuned into the DFS community than 90% of those who play the game. And I'm going to guess that of the thousands of views that this video gets every week, that a majority of you have Twitter accounts that help guide your decision-making process. This week's tip, however, is for those of you who don't have a Twitter account. And I'll start with why? Twitter is free and signing up for an account takes about 30 seconds. In return, you'll gain access to NFL beat writers covering your DFS players, big time NFL experts like Matthew Berry, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, and you can follow a slew of DFS experts who provide their own series of tips and picks. This isn't rocket science, folks, but I'm guessing there are at least a quarter of you who do not have a Twitter account, and you're literally costing yourself money by not being plugged into the most current information every week. As soon as you finish watching this video, head over to Twitter, get yourself an account, follow at Tip and Pick, and start to close the gap between yourself and the community you're playing against each week. Now, to the picks segment of the video where I'll try to identify a few low rostered players who can help differentiate your, your GPP lineups on Sunday. First up is a quarterback from my home city whose implied game script favors a big performance. Carson Wentz and the Eagles are reeling coming off a disappointing home loss to the Cowboys on Sunday night and now have to travel to the Big Easy to take on Drew Brees and the Saints. Vegas loves the Saints in this one, projecting with the highest team total and point spread on the main slate, which means that Carson Wentz should be forced to throw the ball throughout this game. Dating back to the beginning of last year, Wentz was the starting quarterback in six of the Eagles' losses. In those efforts, Wentz threw for 300 passing yards in every single game. His tournament value is bolstered this week by the fact that New Orleans allows 24% more fantasy points to the quarterback position than league-adjusted defenses. He's a bit more expensive this week at 6,300 on DraftKings, but that might be enough to keep his ownership levels reasonable despite everything I've laid out here. Next up is a recommendation on a running back who has four touchdowns in his past four games, but will again be rostered in less than 10% of lineups on DraftKings. Losers in four of their last five games, the Ravens will look to right their ship at home against the Bengals on Sunday. Rested off their bye week, I expect to see the Ravens lean heavily on the running game in this effort, which means that Alex Collins is a bargain at only $4,400 on DraftKings. The Ravens are entering must-win territory for playoff consideration, and they're best chance of securing a win is to lean heavily on the running game against the league's 30th ranked DVOA rush defense. The case for extra looks for Collins is supported by the fact that we currently have no idea who will throw footballs for Baltimore on Sunday, as Joe Flacco's hip will likely keep him out of this game, and there are questions as to whether it'll be Lamar Jackson or RG3 under center. Back to Collins. The Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs this season and are coming off a game where they allowed 60 fantasy points to the Saints collective backfield. I don't think Collins will sniff anything close to that number, but he definitely has substantial GPP upside in this matchup. Now, 
Let's talk about a wide receiver whose new quarterback is force feeding him in their first two weeks together. Since arriving to the Big D in a trade two weeks ago, Amari Cooper has been targeted 18 times by Dak Prescott, a pace that is almost double what he saw in Oakland with Derek Carr. Unlike Golden Tate, whose new team limited him in his first game after a trade, Cooper is getting his snaps in Dallas. In fact, no receiver in the team has more snaps than Amari since he arrived. If Dak continues to feed him, good things are going to happen against this Falcons defense that's yielding the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Six different wide receivers have had 100-yard days against Atlanta, and looking over their defensive game logs, they haven't been able to shut down a wide receiver one for pretty much the whole season. With Zeke Elliott projected to have one of the highest rostered percentages on the main slate, Cooper represents a leverage play with a plus game script in tournament formats that could drive your lineups to the top of the leaderboards if he finds pay dirt. And to wrap things up, I'm going to talk about a tight end who hasn't scored since the first week of the season. It's not easy to take a positive stance on Jordan Reed, knowing that he hasn't surpassed 65 receiving yards all year. But his salary has dropped to a level where we have to consider him against the Houston Texans this weekend. Despite his lack of fantasy production, no player on the Redskins has been targeted by Alex Smith more often this season, and we shouldn't expect that to change this week with Paul Richardson on the injured reserve and Jamison Crowder still not practicing. The matchup against the Texans, it's solid. They yield 17% more fantasy production to the position than league-adjusted defenses and are fresh off a game where they allowed Jeff Hireman to catch 10 passes for 83 yards and a score. Coming into this season, Reed was averaging a touchdown about once every dozen receptions across his career. This season, he has 37 receptions, but has scored only once. I'm going on record that he has some positive scoring regression forthcoming. A quick summary. This week's tip is to get acquainted with the Twitterverse. For my picks, I'm banking on a plus game script in New Orleans to elevate Carson Wentz's GPP upside. At running back, I'll save some salary and take Alex Collins at home against the shaky Bengals front seven. At wide receiver, I'm leveraging the field exposure to Ezekiel Elliott and rolling with Amari Cooper in Atlanta. And lastly, I'm betting that Jordan Reed's continued heavy usage will result in some positive touchdown regression against the Texans. And that'll do it for this week's edition of Tips and Picks. As always, please leave a comment and be sure to like and subscribe to the page. For my most complete and final thoughts on the entire NFL slate each and every week, check out my weekly feature on footballguys.com, also called Tips and Picks. You can follow me on Twitter, at Tip and Pick, and every Sunday you can find me on Roto-Grinders Premium Stream alongside Britt Devine and Justin Van Zuden, where we will give you our GPP final takes at 11.20 Eastern. Until then, remember, the harder you work, the luckier you get. With the NFL season started, we are proud to announce the launch of a brand new sports betting community and mobile app called SharpSide. In the app, you can find and track all your favorite bets through a really fun swiping experience and then read up on advice about different bets that's been posted by members of the community or even post your own advice. You can use the leaderboards to see who is the best sports better across different sports and different types of bets and try to make your way all the way to the top. 
On SharpSide.com, you'll find tons of great sports betting content from our group of experts, and we'll be running sports betting contests all NFL season long where you can win real cash prizes. The app is available for iOS and Android, so head on over to your app store and download today. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side.